the city of Providencialis. Here is tonight's Nations Report with Zoya Fessler. Tourism team attend CTO's business meetings in St. Martin. Cayman Islands removed from a financial blacklist. Ukraine sinks Russian warship in Black Sea. A look at sports and the weather. Join me for those stories and more. Welcome listeners, it's Thursday, February 15th, 2024. Thank you all for tuning in to The Nation Station. Honorable Josephine Connolly, the Minister of Tourism, along with a distinguished team, including Alvin Hegner, co-chairman of Experience Turks and Caicos, Trina Adams, Chief Marketing Officer for Experience Turks and Caicos, and Leandro Mizek, Executive Administrator for the Ministry of Tourism, recently attended the first round of the Caribbean Tourism Organization, or CTO's, 2024 business meetings, which were held in St. Martin from February 4th through the 7th, 2024. The discussions at the CTO business meetings were marked by their productivity and collaborative spirit. In sharing her insights on the event, Honorable Connolly stated, quote, The CTO business meetings galvanized a spirit of cooperation and forward thinking among Caribbean leaders, reinforcing our commitment to propel the region's tourism industry. We have proactively defined a shared path for innovation that promises to elevate our competitive stance in the global arena. The role of aviation emerged as a central theme recognized for its integral part in enhancing Caribbean tourism. We will be actively forging stronger alliances with airlines to transform the Turks and Caicos Islands into a nexus of connectivity. These efforts are crucial as we continue to improve access and allure to our shores, affirming our island's reputation as an exceptional destination for travelers worldwide. End quote. Alvin Hegner, reflecting on the strategic discussions at the CTO business meeting, stated, quote, The insights and collaborative efforts underscored at the CTO business meetings emphasize the crucial role of sustainable tourism practices and regional cooperation for the future prosperity of the Caribbean. At Experience Turks and Caicos, we are committed to a holistic approach in tourism development that carefully balances innovation with the stewardship of our ecological and and cultural treasures. Our initiatives aim not just to elevate the Turks and Caicos Islands as a leading destination through state-of-the-art technologies, but also to ensure our growth has a positive impact on the economic health and environmental sustainability of the region. Working alongside our Caribbean neighbors, we strive to promote a unified and resilient tourism industry." End quote. The delegation from the Turks and Caicos Islands extends its heartfelt appreciation to the Caribbean Tourism Organization and the host country of St. Martin for facilitating an event that was both productive and inspiring. With the insights and collaborative spirit garnered from the meetings, the delegation is poised to implement strategies that will enhance the national tourism industry. The Turks and Caicos Islands stands as an active participant in a regional effort to foster growth across the Caribbean. And experienced Turks and Caicos is continuing to build its team. The organization is pleased to welcome Camilla Lightborn, a native of South Caicos, to the post of executive assistant to the CEO, effective February 6, 2024. 
Lightborn is currently pursuing further education while working full-time and being a mother to two young ladies. Lightborn previously worked as an import logistics associate at Graceway Trading Limited and a business account executive at Digicel Telecommunications. In welcoming Lightborn to the team, Raquel Brown, the change manager and interim CEO of Experience Turks and Caicos, said, quote, Miss Lightburn's appointment underscores the growth of the organization. Experience Turks and Caicos is growing as we fill out key positions and responsibilities in the organization. As such, it has become necessary to bolster the CEO's office by adding an executive assistant to work with the CEO on the effective administration of the day-to-day -day tasks, end quote. Lightburn said that she is pleased to be a part of Experience Turks and Caicos team, looking forward to making her mark in the future development of our country's tourism product. Congratulations, Camilla. We wish you all the best in your new role. Now, with an exceptional close to the 2023 year illuminated by a show-stopping mask anew and notable participation in regional industry events such as the State of the Industry Conference and the Caribbean Hotel and Tourism Association chief, the Turks and Caicos Hotel and Tourism Association has ushered in the new year with a bold plan rooted in partnership development, strengthened advocacy efforts, people development, and heightened member engagement. The association has etched a three-year strategic plan set to be distributed to members at its upcoming annual general meeting in April. Inheriting the legacy of our previous five-year plan, the arrival of the new board of directors in 2023 marked a pivotal moment to redefine our journey. The organization's mission is pointed and impactful to amplify the voice of the country's diverse stakeholders through collaboration and education, encouraging members to forge meaningful relationships for the advancement of the tourism industry. With this as the ethos to its plans, the TCHTA's vision is supported by its commitment to advocacy, member-centric growth, and the fostering of a resilient, innovative tourism sector. In January, the association released a 2024 calendar brimming with events that not only honor the stellar service of industry professionals through its 15th annual Star Awards ceremony, but adds a nod to the stalwarts of the organization with its newest event, the President's Ball, set for its inauguration in November. TCHTA members, residents, and the traveling community are urged to engage in important events like the biannual cleanup campaign, TCI Shines, the eagerly anticipated hospitality adventure summer camps, and this year's return of the TCHTA Destination Escape FAM trip for travel advisors and travel media. While the organization's signature events are ever popular and a boom to the destination's calendar, the day-to-day -day business of the Turks and Caicos Hotel and Tourism Association is rooted in its mandate to advocate on behalf of the industry. This undertaking is carried out through the association's committees, each chaired by members of its board of directors. Building upon the momentum of past successes, the Turks and Caicos Hotel and Tourism Association is committed to elevating its impact and reach through a multitude of initiatives designed to foster growth, collaboration and resilience within the tourism and hospitality sector. 
The 2024 strategic outlook encompasses a comprehensive suite of activities and focus areas, which include advocacy for industry excellence, membership engagement, sustainability initiatives, communication strategy, marketing and events, annual charitable community cause, people development, where the TCHTA plans to redevelop the high school tourism clubs and build the TCHTA Young Leaders Group, providing crucial support for hospitality workers at the supervisory and middle management levels. Additionally, access to educational opportunities will be expanded, underlining the association's commitment to professional development. That was your local news regional is up next. Judge Kathleen Williams has ordered both sides to file motions by today, Thursday, after two jurors have sought to recant their positions regarding the unanimous verdict against former British Virgin Islands Premier Andrew Fahey, who was found guilty of drug and racketeering-related charges earlier this month. Fahi was scheduled to be sentenced on April 29, 2024, after he was convicted on February 8, after a trial that lasted eight days, with the 12-member jury returning guilty verdicts of conspiracy to import a controlled substance, conspiracy to engage in money laundering, attempted money laundering, and interstate and foreign travel in aid of racketeering. But in an unusual situation, two of the jurors have contacted the judge to say they did not actually agree with the guilty verdicts. Presenting a rare predicament on whether or not a jury's verdict stands if members later recant their on-the-record position. Fahi's defense lawyer, Teresa Van Vliet, has acknowledged that she too could not find a similar case but has requested re-polling the two dissenting jurors, if not all 12. But the prosecution argues the unanimous verdicts must stand since no mistake was made on the verdict form. The matter is further complicated by constitutional restrictions on probing jury deliberations. The judge has called this scenario unprecedented and acknowledged her limited options and has since ordered both sides to file motions on the matter by today. Legal experts said the judge could let the verdict stand or declare a mistrial requiring Fahi to be retried before a separate jury panel. During the trial, Fahi maintained his innocence of the charges that carry severe penalties, with the money laundering counts each warranting up to 20 years in prison and the racketeering charge up to five years. The conspiracy to traffic cocaine could lead to a life sentence and a fine of up to 10 million U.S. dollars. Fahi, who pled not guilty, was arrested in April of 2022 by officers posing as cartel members and his alleged accomplices, the Maynards, who had previously entered guilty pleas to their charges and were granted lighter sentences. And in a significant development for the Cayman Islands, the jurisdiction has been removed from the Financial Action Task Force, or the FATF, list of countries needing to enhance their anti-financial crime measures. This achievement, the first of its kind in several years, signifies a notable shift 
respect for the British Overseas Territory, which had previously faced scrutiny over its role in the global financial system. Following persistent efforts and reforms, the Cayman Islands secured its removal from the European Union's list of high-risk nations concerning anti-money laundering, counter-terrorist financing, and counter-proliferation financing deficiencies. This move announced last week underscores the jurisdiction's commitment to addressing vulnerabilities within its financial regulatory framework. The Cayman Islands had been blacklisted by the FATF due to perceived weaknesses in its prosecution and sanctions mechanisms related to financial crimes. This designation had significant implications impacting the territory's standing in the international financial community. Overcoming these challenges demanded over two years of dedicated diplomacy and legislative amendments. Notably, the prosecution of individuals involved in a scandal linked to the regional football association CONCACAF played a pivotal role in triggering the delisting process. With renewed confidence in its regulatory framework, the jurisdiction anticipates a resurgence in its financial sector. This development not only bolsters the reputation of the Cayman Islands, but also enhances its attractiveness as a global financial hub. And a fire has gutted the Castle Hotel in New Amsterdam, Guyana. The Guyana Fire Service said it received reports of a fire at the hotel, which is located on Chapel Street, around 4.30 p.m. on Wednesday. When firefighters arrived, the top floor of the three-story building was engulfed in flames, while the second floor was destroyed. Two water tenders were used to quell the fire. Guyana Fire Service said there have been no reports of injuries and all occupants were reportedly safely evacuated from the building. That was your regional news. World News is up next. Two Chinese fishermen have drowned while being chased by Taiwan's Coast Guard off the coast of Taiwan's Kinmen Archipelago, the Coast Guard said Wednesday while accusing them of trespassing. A statement issued accused the ruling Democratic Progressive Party in Taiwan of using all sorts of excuses to forcefully inspect Chinese fishing vessels and using violent and dangerous methods towards Chinese fishermen. The unnamed Chinese vessel had been sailing about one nautical mile off the coast of an inlet of Kinmen Island, Taiwan's Coast Guard administration said in a statement. The Chinese vessel attempted to flee but capsized. Four fishermen fell into the water and two survived and are in good shape, while resuscitation efforts on the other two failed, the vice captain of the Coast Guard in Kinmen told a local TV channel. The Coast Guard said the case has been reported to the Kinmen prosecutor's office and the fishermen's families were being contacted via official channels. Kinmen is in the Taiwan Strait that separates China and Taiwan. Kinmen residents in recent years have reported seeing an increase in sand dredger vessels from China, which take sand from the ocean floor as well as fishing ships close to its coast. At times, dozens of the ships can be seen from the island. And Ukraine said that it destroyed another one of Russia's warships in the Black Sea on Wednesday, a claim not yet confirmed by Moscow. Ukrainian naval drones struck the Caesar Kunikov landing ship, part of the Russian 
Russian Navy's Black Sea Fleet near the city of Olupka on the southern edge of the Crimean Peninsula that Russia seized and annexed from Ukraine in 2014. The drone strike resulted in critical holds on the left side of the ship, causing it to sink, according to the Ukrainian Ministry of Defense's main directorate of intelligence, which released a dark, grainy video of the alleged attack. Ukraine said the Caesar Kunikov can carry 87 crew members and that Russia's search and rescue operation was not successful. It's the second time in two weeks that Ukraine has claimed to have sunk a Russian warship in the Black Sea. Last week, the Ukrainian Ministry of Defense's main directorate of intelligence released a video purportedly showing Ukrainian naval drones striking a Russian-guided missile ship named Ivinovets on the night of January 31st. The Ukrainian military has disabled 33% of the Russian Navy's Black Sea Fleet. 24 ships and one submarine out of a total of 74 combat vessels since Russia launched a full-scale invasion of neighboring Ukraine on February 24, 2022. This according to the Strategic Communications Department of the Ukrainian Armed Forces. If Ukraine's claims are true, the Caesar Kunikov would be the 25th disabled Russian warship. That was your World News Sports is up next. The director of sports, Jared Forbes, has issued a statement on TCI Sports Commission facility safety precautions. The director stated that it is a travesty, the brazen act of violence that occurred in the vicinity of the Grand Turk Parade grounds during the H.J. Robinson High School Sports Day on February 8th. Such an act resulted in the loss of life and a traumatic experience for those present and loved ones connected to both the victim and attendees. This is an abhorrent and vicious attack on our social fabric. The Turks and Caicos Island Sports Commission, or the TCISC, offers its condolences to the family of the deceased and is sensitive to the trauma experienced by the students, teachers, and other community members. While the school sports day occurred at a facility managed by the Turks and Caicos Islands Sports Commission, the event was hosted by the H.J. Robinson High School. We can confirm, however, that a reasonable security strategy was implemented by the school's administration based on the nature and timing of the event. Crowd control measures were in place, school security was on site, and police officers were conducting periodic stops throughout the day. The Turks and Caicos Island Sports Commission gives credit to the school's administration for their rapid response to the incident. The commission has an aggressive security risk strategy to safeguard athletes, officials, and spectators at major sports events. This security strategy includes a strong continuous presence of the Royal Turks and Caicos Islands Police Force, both on the inside of the venue and patrolling the surrounding area. 
professional security services, screening of all persons entering the premises, crowd control strategies, strictly enforced venue rules, and lockdown or evacuation plans. The director said that they must, however, conduct risk assessments at a smaller sports event, such as a school sports day, and we must determine what reasonable level of security is required to safeguard the students and visiting spectators. The Turks and Caicos Island Sports Commission is prepared to meet with the various school administrators and the Royal Turks and Caicos Islands Police Force to conduct a risk assessment of school or community sports events. That was a look at sports. The weather forecast is up next. Here's a look at today's weather forecast. Humid with intervals of clouds and sunshine, becoming breezy this afternoon with a couple of showers. Highs are at 87 degrees with winds from the northeast at 12 miles per hour. Lows are at 74 degrees with winds from the east-northeast at 17 miles per hour. A 60 to 65 percent chance of showers is expected. That wraps up today's weather. Recapping the news, tourism team attends CTO's business meetings in St. Martin. Cayman Islands removed from a financial blacklist. Ukraine sinks Russian warship in Black Sea. Once again, I want to thank you all for tuning in. I appreciate you joining us. If you missed today's presentation or any other, you can always visit our website at www.rtc89fm.com or download the RTC app in the Google Play Store. Once again, I want to thank you all so much for tuning in. Stay safe. Enjoy your evening. Join us again tomorrow evening at 6 p.m. for another edition of The Nation's Report.